Check this out. Whoa. It's a clue. A clue? A clue. Is this how we're going to find out where old man Jenkins is? Maybe. <laughs> or it might be a clue about the fact that we need to be more prepared when it comes to intros. That's the clue. You know, every single week we start and I immediately want to ask, did you prepare an intro? And it's like, I should have asked that before we hit record. You usually do. You yeah. usually do. Yeah. Um, I'm now noticing the word clue. Clue. We say it a lot. Yeah. We break it down as a word clue. Clue. Hey, everybody. Blue clue. Welcome to the Bargain Den. My name's Brandon. My name's Donna. And this is apparently the podcast where we just take a word, and if we keep repeating <laughs> it, we find humor in it. February. Um, no, this is your weekly source of financial advice in the form of us watching movies and talking to you about them, telling you whether or not they're frugal movies. Mm-hmm. They deserve to go into the bargain bins of our world that are found in many retailers near you and... Maybe soon we'll get our hands deep back into those those dirty... <laughs> those dirty, filthy bins. Maybe. Wink. We're getting so close. Why wink? Because we'll get our hands back deep into those dirty, filthy bins. Wink. I don't know. Just go with it because it fits the mood of the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, wink, wink, wink. I'll just triple wink it there. Um, <laughs> right there with you. Yes, and. Maybe we'll be able to get back in there soon, but until then, we're, you know, going, there's kind of an early 2000s revival going on right now. Did you know that, Donna? Really? Is Uh that why everyone's, wait, are mom jeans still in? Is that still cool? Donna, mom jeans have always been in. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) What about, I mean, are, um, are we, are we starting to get to that, like, mid- First decade of the 2000s era. (laughs) Oh, God. Yes. That is what I meant by the early 2000s are back in. Are we starting to get, like, neon clothes, tight pants, Uggs? Is that what you're saying? I don't know, but just in the form of media uh, that's being consumed. I think that just means that millennials are getting to the point where we can afford to purchase uh, nostalgic movies and talk and, and watch them and we're like in west philadelphia born and raised on the playground is where i spent most of my days yeah i mean yeah chilling out back and relaxing all cool i was shooting some people i thought i was cool but um <laughs> i don't think those are words. what yeah it is one of those is outside of the school Sh- right uh, shoot um you know what? Chilling out, Max, and relaxing all cool. I was shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of kids, they were up to no good. I thought it was, I thought it was cool. But maybe, I feel like... That'd be cool. Huh? That'd be two cools. Chilling out, Max, yeah. and relaxing all cool. I should know better. Will Smith would never. I, I, you're right. You're he, right. Yeah, that's like rule one of poetry. Even though school kind of does still have cool in it. Yeah, but that one's okay. Look... 
I don't know. Maybe I was talking out of my ass. Maybe there's not a 2000s revival going on. I don't know. But regardless, there's a 2000 revival going on in this podcast. 2021, it's the year of 20,000. <laughs> 20,000. That's <laughs> back to the future. No. Wow. Um, <laughs> after a couple of, or just one, uh, uh, random bargain movies we're dipping into to some early 2000s movies um, I think that's kind of our trajectory for this year so buckle up and strap in because we're back at it again with Scooby-Doo back at it again with the Scooby-Doo with the Scooby-Doo written by James Gunn mm-hmm. who's he's a dude right I mean with a name like that he's yeah. gotta be he, I, he was the Guardians of the Galaxy guy what? He directed Guardians. Of the, he was the writer of Guardians of the Galaxy and director. No way. Yeah, he wrote he wrote Scooby-Doo. You guys, we're going to talk in depth about Scooby-Doo. But before that happens, I need you to know, Guardians of the Galaxy was so much better than Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah? Well, it wasn't directed by James Gunn. It was, so Scooby-Doo was written by James Gunn. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy was directed and written. And written. Yeah. Interesting. I think. Now I gotta gall darn it. Gall darn it. You're making me feel like a natural woman. Bargain facts. Oh. Bargain facts. Coming at you with the bargain facts. Yeah. Yeah, directed by James Gunn. Okay, sorry. Sorry. And written? Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy. James Gunn. <laughs> wrote and directed Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, the writers for Scooby-Doo, there's, you know, there was two writers for the screenplay and story, and then the characters were by William Hanna and Joseph Barbara. Barbara, Barbara. The characters had separate writers? Those are the original Scooby-Doo writers. Hanna, Hanna and Barbara. Barbara. Hanna Barbara. They helped write or did character writing? They were the ones who invented Scooby-Doo. Right. Are you messing with me? No, I'm confused. Oh. I'm really confused. Well, I can't pronounce. It's William Hanna, and then it's uh, Joseph Barbara Barbera. Hanna Barbera. That's what it is. I'm pretty certain. Hanna Barbera. That's what the, a fun name. There's the production company of those two. They were the ones who came up with like Smurfs and uh, others, Flintstones, you know, all those. It's the Flintstones. Okay. So That's not, that was, I don't know. We need to jump into this movie. Yeah, we do. Okay. Tell, we're going to spoil it. Here we go. Spoil it. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Okay. So picture this. Scooby and the gang are both butt naked. Just whoa, kidding. Whoa. <laughs> we're doing throwbacks and I'm just still there. I'm no, sorry. Man. No, don't say sorry to me. <laughs> I'm saying sorry to you, the listener. Yeah. Woof. So, Scooby and the... <laughs> it's kind of a Scooby laugh. <laughs> Scooby and the gang are... <laughs> Scooby and the gang are solving mysteries, and there's a ghost in a warehouse, but they don't care. They got it, even though we're kind of quirky but they end up saving the like day. everything goes wrong not according to plan but it, it still works out still works out but you know what fred is kind of a hog of attention and takes away all the credit from velma 
and Daphne's tired of getting kidnapped all the time, so the gang splits up for two years. What a fun start to this children's movie. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know misogyny, right? Anyway, so two years later. Now, um... <laughs> Nothing can bring the gang back together except for mystery. So they each individually get invitations to Spooky Island to figure out what's happening. It's like an island amusement park resort. Party. I guess. College kid hotspot. Yeah. <laughs> That's where all the... I mean, Brandon yes. and I are so young and hip yeah. is the thing. It did feel bad. Like, I, ever <laughs> since I said that there was a 2000s revival, I hate the fact that, like, I just heard somebody say that recently. And then I was like, I have nothing to back that up with. I just heard one person say that out loud. And so I, I mean, 20 years later, that, that seems about right for revivals. Woof. They still don't want to work together, Scooby and the gang. But... I mean, Scooby and Shaggy do, but the rest are like, meh. So they, but they all agree to go to Spooky Island. They get there and Mr. Bean's there and he's like, I own this place. (laughs) And when people leave here, they act weird. Uh, Help me. Yeah. And then a bunch of mystery stuff happens. Ooh. At first they work, you know, they don't work together. Then they do end up working together again. Yeah, they split up and find out a couple of things, but they all end up in the same spot, which is the spooky abandoned roller coaster castle ride. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. Of course you check there. So then they decide they ought to probably just work together. And I know if you're like me, you're probably thinking what I'm thinking. Um, Where's my favorite Scooby-Doo character, Scrappy-Doo? He's... <laughs> I know he wasn't in all the cartoons, but he was my favorite. Where is he? Well, they do. They actually bring that up. They're Turn. like, yeah, we know we know you miss Scrappy-Doo. And we know the thing that you love the most about Scrappy-Doo was that he was the worst character of all time, apparently. And the whole gang hated him. <laughs> Sorry, I have to paint this picture. So in this spooky abandoned ride, they found this like pu- little gold pyramid, like fits in your hand. They, um, Velma is investigate. like she has her magnifying glass and she's checking it out, reading it, opening it up. And, uh, at the bar of this resort and some rando just comes up to her and starts he's not shooting a random, the shit. No, he's not random. He stood next to her earlier in yes, the day. Yes. So like, so he's like almost I stranger. Seeing, he comes up and he's like, they have not shared words, but he just walks up to Velma and goes, Seems like you're having a rough time of it, or something like something. Like, oh, it seems like you're in kind of a like rough, it, it yeah. ridiculous. It, it, like he's trying to pick her up at a bar, and she's like, "Oh, I'm just investigating this pyramid because I'm a nerd." And he's like, "Yeah, you seem really happy about that." And she's like, "I am." I love mysteries. And then starts talking about Scrappy Doo. I don't know. I'm sure there was a transition point. Probably turns out the. That's important to remember that Scrappy Doo, he got kicked out of Mystery Inc. Yeah, because he was kind of a little tyrant and he kept peeing on um, Daphne. Daphne, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Which also, we didn't take any time. If you don't know Scooby Doo for some reason, there's (laughs) Fred. He's the handsome buff guy with an ascot. There's Daphne. She always wears purple and she gets kidnapped sometimes i'd say fuchsia but go ahead okay there's velma she's smart 
There's uh, oh, and she can't see without her glasses. Can't see without her glasses. Always wears orange, shaggy, green shirt, brown pants. Very scared. Also eats dog food. Um, <laughs> you know the guy. You know the guy <laughs> hangs out with his dog Scooby Doo, uh, who also eats dog food. Um, <laughs> Scooby Doo can a little bit speak English. Turns out it's Scrappy-Doo behind the whole thing. What he's doing is he's been taking these students, uh, college hot people, and... He's been taking hot college students and then... Taking their souls out of them. Out of their bodies so that monsters can inhabit them. Right. And he needs Scooby-Doo's soul because it's the purest of the souls. He's got the most pure soul. Because he's a dog. And um, Scooby's able to fight off Scrappy-Doo and make him a tiny dog. He gets turned into a giant monster dog. And And they're able, like, he's the guy, Mr. Bean, whose body he's inhabiting was a robot. Owen Atkinson. And they uncover the real Mr. Bean from the cave where the spooky ritual's happening. Right. And now Mr. Ink's back together again in Spooky Island. Is back in its real owner, not the brainwashed people. And um, not the monsters. And not the monsters. This movie was wild. A lot of stuff happened in it, and we glossed over a lot of it. Mm. We'll touch on it in the second part. Yeah, I realize this is one of those movies where, like, if we really wanted to, like, break it down, we could talk about it for a long time. If we really wanted to keep it brief, it's just Mystery Inc. broke up. They got back together to solve this mystery. Here's what was happening. It was Scrappy-Doo. There's a lot to talk about in this movie. Um, and I'm excited to get to that. Save for the second half. Before we go to the second half, do you remember what you thought of this movie as a kid? Yes. I remember thinking that it should be really cool and I should really like it, but I didn't like I couldn't quite grasp all of it or get into all of it like I felt like I was missing something mm-hmm. like it just wasn't quite getting it all like I'll get this when I'm older and it'll be really cool that's how I felt about it as a kid what about you I think the same I think I wasn't able to articulate it as well but I really liked it like I remember really really liking it for a very short amount of time like it was mm-hmm. gone so quickly yeah that's one thing is like it was like the year it came out, that was a big deal. Like if you could go see it in theaters and then it got to DVD and then it was shown like five times that summer at summer camp mm-hmm. and then never again. Right. Uh, well, maybe we can find more awesome, probably like a light green VHS. What I'm imagining. <laughs> With like drippy letters. Yeah. And mm-hmm. find one of those in the clearance aisle. Nothing weird about this return. Totally normal. Feels great. Donna, <laughs> was this a frugal movie or not? Wow. Well, they do get, I believe, an all-expense-paid trip to this resort where, while they're not exactly able to enjoy a lot of it, they do get, like, one night where they drink and kind of have fun. So that's kind of nice. That's frugal, I think. Yeah. Although none of them were shown drinking ever. Except Velma at the bar. No, she was never, she never drank though. She Velma. did. She leaned over and drank out of a straw. It was kind of oh. cute. Oh, P.S. Velma's fucking hot. 
y'all. Like <laughs> the whole cast is pretty hot. You know? The whole cast is hot, and I guess that's part of the like we were talking about before the break of like, oh, this movie's so cool because it's filled with like hot like twenties age people right. that you want to aspire to be. Anyway, yeah. So is that frugal or not frugal to have? To have all the hot hot kids in specifically it? Specifically Velma. Oh my god. You know what's weird is like, but they didn't play up on it at all. Like that didn't factor in. Mm-hmm. Because the whole thing with Velma is she's just like a nerdy girl. I um I have a not frugal point. Uh at one point they there's only a few people left who um who have not been turned into monster people like Daphne and uh, no Daphne is still okay. Fred and Velma have been turned into monster people mm. uh, brainwashed their souls taken and ripped from their bodies. Uh, children's movie. <laughs> yes. um, Floating around in a pool of souls. When Shaggy and, and Scoob and, and Oh, also Sh- Shaggy has a love interest in this. That doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> they wake up and there's a party going on and who is playing at this party? Motherfucking Sugar Ray, the legit <laughs> band, Sugar Ray. Well, they would be the legit band, but their souls are inhabited by monsters. Exactly. So not only did they have to hire Sugar Ray to play a Sugar Ray concert at Spooky Island for the Scooby-Doo movie, they then had to go, hello there, Mr. Sugar Ray, would you then please pretend to be a monster? <laughs> we'll green screen creepy eyes onto you. And Mr. Sugar Ray said... I certainly please sign this million dollar check. I'm singing a beach bop from early two thousands. <laughs> hey girl. Pretty good. Thank you. Not frugal. That had to cost a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I feel like CG, like this was a CGI stage of, the world where it was still very expensive to do CGI. And there was a lot of CGI in this movie between Scooby-Doo, the monsters. There were a couple scenes that was just Scooby-Doo and monsters that were 100% CGI. Yeah. I, I will say, I feel like this is kind of at a time though with CGI to like counter, cause you're going to say not frugal. Like it's a right, lot, yeah. but I'm going to counter that and say, this was like the experimental time for CGI. Like I feel mm-hmm. like, people know now like how much CGI we can take. Mm. Like I think the most recent test of that was like the Hobbit movies because everybody walked away from the Hobbit movies going like this looked like computers. Like it didn't feel right. Um, Watching Scooby-Doo, like even at the time, like, Oh, it's kind of like there were moments that it looked a little (laughs) weird, but they never sacrificed what a scene would be to the limits of, of, computer for for computer images Mm. you know so i'm gonna say frugal because i think i think seeing scooby-doo walking through an airport standing upright dressed as a grandma having a big ass that was a thing like she had a very large ass the scooby-doo grandma had a large ass that everyone stared at including small children including small children um Yes, this movie, very horny. We need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It needs to be said. Go ahead, please fill the space. 
I mean, we've already discussed how everyone was hot. Sure, but that could be said for a lot of movies. Like, there was just things in this... Like, at one point, there's a body-swapping situation, which probably introduced a lot of, like, sexual awakenings for <laughs> young children. That's a very good point. With, like, oh, I can touch my boobs. That is a line that Freddie Prince Jr. playing Fred <laughs> yeah. says as he turns into Daphne. He's like, I can look at myself naked. And Just like that. That was really good. Yeah, that was really good. Oh, my God. Yeah. He pulls up Daphne's shirt and looks down. But it's and it's Daphne. Daphne acts this out and yes. mouths the words and looks at her boobs. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, more adult references as well. Whenever it's been cuts to two years later, and what is, what are Sh- uh, Scoob and Shaggy up to? Well, they're just hanging out by the beach in the Mystery Ink van, and there's just smoke billowing from the top of the Mystery Ink van, and then it zooms in down through the top of the van. And zooms down, and they're not smoking the hashish. No, they're just grilling up some food. And yeah. Like, yep. Just love cooking meat. Like, <laughs> well, what's they uh, they allude to it so much because they're like, oh, I love getting a good smoke on. Yeah. And then like it, they're smoking wieners. That's mm-hmm. the thing. And then like he's on the plane and he meets the love interest. Shaggy does. And he's like, what's, like, what's your name, man? And she's like, I'm Mary Jane. And he's like, no That's way. Like my most favorite name. Yeah. Was the this weed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so wait, first, stop. I, I put a pin there. What is that on the frugal? Is that like, is that frugal to harness? The weed references? No, the, the adult or... references, I would say. I'd say frugal because you're trying to you're trying to capture more of an audience, but I, mm-hmm. at the same time, I didn't feel like it super worked. But you know, I'd say also like I think frugal for capturing more audiences. How much it worked, debatable. But I think parents probably. I mean these these would be parents of young kids going to Scooby Doo who probably grew up with Scooby Doo, and I think would find that at least entertaining, right? More willing to take your kid to this shit. But two. This is exactly the kind of thing that made us as children go, I don't quite get it, but I will when I'm older. And here we are paying money that we worked for to watch this movie again. So I think that's frugal. Fair. So that's the adult side. Now let's cut to the child side. There was another scene in this film. (laughs) Same film that we just discussed. Okay. Um, For all... That, that has, again, Freddie Prince Jr. playing Fred, who at one point says biatch, uh, which was really <laughs> strange. Um, it's not really him. There was a monster in his body, you know. Okay. Same, same movie has a sequence that when they're in the abandoned castle, Shaggy and Scoob are by themselves. Oh, my God. And they walk onto no. the set of like a TV sitcom set. I don't know why it's there. But they're there, and they start to have a burp off, where they burp back and forth, um, which then turns into a fart off. So they're going back and forth, and like, hats off to these actors. Matthew Lillard, Shaggy <laughs> is like the best. The the memes of it are amazing. It's all great. Have you seen the one where like, I don't know if it's even real or not, but apparently there was like a behind the scenes, and I'm, you know, fuck me if I'm falling for this joke. 
where Matthew Lillard is being interviewed about being shaggy. And he's like, yeah, I don't know, man. I just kind of like would just black out and be shaggy. And like, it's hmm. culminated. Have you seen like the ultra powerful shaggy memes where he's like, no. he's the most powerful being somebody turned him into like a challenge level 20 D and D boss. It's Amazing. Like shaggy. Cause he's just, he's actually secretly so powerful. Anyway, the burp-off turns into a fart-off where they just <laughs> fart back and forth. And, I mean, in, like... For a long-ass time. A long time. This is not, like, ha-ha. Like, this is like, several minutes. And it is... It starts that. That sounds cute. And that's, like, ha-ha-ha farts. The farts turn gross. Yeah, like, oh, he sharted yeah, on that one. Yeah, this dude definitely just shit himself. <laughs> and Shaggy's like doing like the like truck honk the truck honk motion with his pumping his fist as he farts. <laughs> okay, I, that's not. <laughs> I know that this is an. <laughs> Notice that I was trying to describe the things that audibly can't happen. I don't mean your pig squeal butt farts like episode title everyone did everyone is better for having heard me do that (laughs) i don't know how to make a deep fart noise with my mouth go ahead that was that was high i need we're talking about the deep i sharted myself kind this this is no no we have to move on we're just moving frugal or not we can't do no what were you gonna say about this because we we spent a long time that's just the child side of it that's the kids there was the adult side who is this movie for is all okay gotcha all right not frugal pick 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 an audience. Pick, at least have a defined lane. If you want to drift into the other one, that's fine. But like, who's yeah, this did feel like? all over the map from like three years old to like thirty. Yeah, I don't know. At one point, they, and not frugal, they have Pamela Anderson play a reporter who's just on the scene of the crime, like immediately. She just has like a line. It's very, I don't know. And somebody is like, "Thanks, Pam." <laughs> you know Pamela so Anderson like she's here for the people like that also feels like a weird audience target of like yeah. hey if you had to take your kid to this but you grew up with the movie I know she's famous from <laughs> but then- like but, uh, it just I guess it also kind of works because that was kind of Scooby-Doo though like if you remember from the cartoons they frequently had like celebrities show up yeah you're right <laughs> I wonder, I'd be very curious to know how many, if any, of those appearances were, like, pro bono. Oh, just... Like, just no to be in way. Scooby-Doo. No way. Well, but that, that band... Sugar Ray? I feel like they did quite a few things around that time that were like, why the fuck are they there? No, that's just it. They look like every band from around that time. Oh, okay. Well, no, they, like, yeah. there's, I mean, they were... We just saw the picture of Sum 41 at that animated movie. Like, oh, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Because yeah. they look the fucking same. Yeah. How's, mm. how's your, your quarantine going when we're looking at red carpet pictures from animated <laughs> films from 2000? Ugh. I'd say this movie's not frugal. Um, mm. Maybe, you know, if there happens to be a second one that we watch next week, we can uh, decide further. But this one, not frugal. Mm-hmm. I would say... Um, yeah, no, I'd agree on that. Especially, like, one thing that gets me... You know what grinds my gears? What's that? 
Shaggy and Scooby agreed to this trip solely for the all-you-can-eat buffet and never got a chance to eat yeah, at the all-you-can-eat buffet. That is true. I do feel for him. Not frugal. Like, um, that was the whole purpose of this. That was a frugal move to go for that purpose. But is it frugal if you've never got to take advantage? I feel like that therein lies a good lesson. Like, something along those lines of, like, get what you paid for. Yeah. Yeah. Give yeah. me... Get, get, me, get what you paid for, get what you came for. Well, do you want to thank some people? Yes. First, Too bad I want to thank them. Thanks. Okay. I'd like to thank the Lounge Kittens for their use of their cover of Dirty Deeds. Uh, it's BAJ51012. You don't have to look it up. I've also got that. I am the ruler of the outro now. Uh, Must what? be nice up there on your oh, throne. Oh, it's cozy. Uh, <laughs> lounge Seems kittens. a little cold all up no. there by yourself. It's great. Lounge Kittens, <laughs> intro outro music, Dirty Deeds, Thunder Cheap, love it. Sarah Anastasia, thank you for making our artwork uh, that you see with us holding our, our cats for this podcast. Also want to thank you, the listener, uh, showing up each Wednesday or whatever day of the week it is. It's cool of you. Thank you, Anchor, for letting us, uh, you know, do what you do best. Publis podcast. Publis Publis Podcast. All right. Do you want to talk about our bargainer? Yeah. So our bargainer this week is BAJ51012. Thank you, Baj. You might be listening to this saying, I don't know. I just dropped in for some Scooby-Doo, and this is not what I intended. It's going to be weird with whatever that title was that I said earlier about (laughs) butt farts. (laughs) They're like, oh, classic Scooby-Doo. But listen, bargainer, it's easy. Here's what you do. You go to iTunes, you leave us a review, we read the review, and you're the new bargainer. It's it's a title that at least, I think, eight people have pined for and received through their hard work that's actually very easy and only takes one minute of your time. Go ahead and do it right now. I think it's funny. At this point, like... We've made it part of the show to talk about needing iTunes reviews. It's, it, I don't know, it wouldn't, not going to like change our lives or anything. It just always means a lot to us, really, at this point. And now it's also funny to talk about it each week. I, yeah, it's, I really just, I like having habit. a bargain air. Yeah. I don't, that's really it now. It's, it's not, this isn't like a, like a, like a thing to, to grow the podcast yeah no like we're not even on that tier where it matters <laughs> like your review matters yeah for nothing in itunes it's, it yeah. only matters for me and brandon and then your name being on the podcast becoming the bargainer is like being a little bitty oasis in a very vast desert <laughs> and don and i are just like hey like and then you're just like hi like it's a little thing and we have like these again like eight or nine like dry these old oasis <laughs> we're like hey everybody look a new oasis it means a lot to us is all we're trying to say thank you everybody for listening um before we'll be back next week uh same time same same back place and uh before we go into the outro outro we need to tighten up our improv on this one word thing because mm. it's, it's like quicker. Long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta just, we need to, I think, I think the outro is going to change from this. This doesn't feel like our permanent outro, this, uh, improv one word game. Mm. But so I'm liking, I think whatever our outro should be, it should be a skill that we are growing. 
So mm-hmm. for this, we're working on our improvisation, which based on this episode, <laughs> we're pretty much masters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so just keep that in mind. I think we're right. trying to sharpen it. So okay. my name is thank you, buddy. This is in the bargain den. <laughs> My name is Thank You Everybody. This is the bargain din. (laughs) No, keep it. This has been the bargain din. My name is Brandon. My name is Donna. Pinch those pennies. And stay frugal. Apples will always be rotting on the things second coming of pastoral Jesus. (laughs) If you got a lady and you want her gone, but you ain't got